What's up, you guys? This is Dart Shredder here, co-host of the podcast of everything. Kyle and Sierra have the episode off from doing the show, but Reese has decided to join us at the last minute. Today, I'm joined by Taylor with the Smile Brand slash Radiant Freedom, and I'm also joined by Chris, who I'm going to talk to him um, after Taylor about um, something that he wanted to be interviewed about, and I'll get into that later. So Taylor, you have the floor. Um, you have a new product slash service and a bunch of other things that you are working on. So you have the floor. You can go ahead and talk about all of that. And then I'll return to recent quit Chris or I with questions at the end. Okay. Well, all right. Oh, uh, yes. Yo, yo, chicken bros. It's your boy smile slash Taylor here. Um, I run with a company right now, and I'm on the early stages of building my own company. I will be explaining it in a few bullet point style because I have not set up the entire business plan as of yet. I am doing it within the next few weeks. Just figured it would do best to talk about it here now and get the audience a bit bigger. So what I'm doing now is my YouTube channel. It is Smile Tut. I use uh, YouTube Rumble. I use it all, basically, trying to get everybody to come by. Um, this is phase one, which is basically done. I have gotten the 1.3K. I've gotten the good amount of people to help me out with it all. And I'm moving on to phase two, which involves Radiant Freedom, a company I work with and that has given a complimentary website conversion report to Dark Shredder and his websites. Have you gotten that yet, Dark Shredder? Uh, so at the moment, I did not get a chance to do that. Um, my, so my birthday and a couple um, had come on Thursday and I had, and I had some other stuff come up the Wednesday that I was supposed to do it. So, um, prior to my birthday actually, actually happening. And so there was a lot going on at the time. So I had not gotten a chance to actually receive that yet. I am still in contact with your friend though, um, about, um, finishing that up this week if that's at all possible um so i do so i do have one question um you said you had a podcast that you were about to start with a journalist so if you want to talk to us a little bit more about that uh, yes that is on phase two so i was getting to that with the radiant freedom um radiant freedom is part of the money making area for the asset builder which is our podcast it will be about Mainly world news and interviewing people. I mean, I already have a bunch of people in different realms to interview. And we want to give it with a bit of a twist of, like, I'm good at sleuthing around. I can find stories. I got connections. We have an actual journalist's view. And then we have Jason, who you've met and is the owner of Radiant Freedom, who can go and do his business and then people see, oh my gosh, this good podcast over here has not only services for sponsorships, but website SEO and website building. So now we can get our website upgraded to the next level, and then we get sponsored by these people. So this area is where we're building up the podcast and then using it as an asset builder. By making the money from the SEO projects and the podcast i'm building my money up to fund the next big step which is the publisher i've stated from day one that step three is my intended end goal phase four is practically impossible i would have to pass the curb so to speak which is an economic term for 
being so rich that you don't have to ever be poor again. Um, you make more than you could spend, basically. Phase three, where I plan on ending, is the publisher. As of right now, I'm working on making video games and things of that nature and talking with people. Um, what the end goal here is, I'm talking with people to help me build up the idea for this. I don't know everything when it comes to making a licensor yet, but what I want to do is give people the floor to tell their stories. If you want to go and make a video game about people throwing pies at, I don't know, the moon or something, something crazy like that, we'll try and see if it's worthwhile. But also, with the censorship and issues of today's era, we want to be a spot with limited corporate influence. And that means that you get to tell your story. We only do what we need to do. We're not going to tell you, no, you can't talk about that, unless, of course, it's obviously something completely horrific. If it was that bad, we wouldn't allow it. But what we're getting at is making the culture, because today's culture is a bit negative and in a negative light to many people, well, we want to fix that. And so we're building up a publisher for that. Um, Reese, is there anything you want to add? Want to add to this? I you've just been sitting quietly over here in a um in a corner, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh give I'm gonna go ahead and give you the floor, Reese, to ask any questions that you would like to ask. Uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead and ask any questions. Mm-hmm. Well, is it a store that you're selling products on? Could you say that again, please? You were cutting out a bit. Is it uh, a store where you're selling products on? Um, the publisher or Radiant Freedom? For uh, the publisher. You you cut out again, my friend. I couldn't hear you. Uh, the publisher. Ah, the publisher. Well, a publisher is basically like saying, we'll get your game out there, we'll help you build it up, and then... For a cut of profits, so say I say we do it twenty eighty maybe for a, a smaller game, we only get twenty percent. But with that money we're giving, we are giving the service of heavily promoting the game, getting it out there, and it takes a publisher to license the game to a place like PlayStation, Sony areas, or heck, even Xbox, Nintendo. You need a publisher for things of that nature, and I want to go for more than just. Video games, what about movies, TV shows? Uh, I want to be able to publish whatever we can. So in a way, it's selling a service, not a product. But yes, it would be on a website conceivably. Okay. Um, Now, currently we're waiting for Chris to get back. He apparently dropped out. He's going to rejoin the call um from a different location as he's going to his firehouse we do appreciate him taking the time to actually jump in with us i had no idea Uh uh-oh Sorry about that. So people can actually uh, basically go in and 
they can, you know, give to other places, right? To give to podcasts, to give to um, companies and what what not to get them started. So I want to ask you, get the chance to ask you. Um, so how can people go out and support you, donate that sort of thing? Because I know there's some people who would love to try and donate to your show um, and your company. Okay, well, basically put, right now, I'm growing the audience. So any help that you can give would be like watching my channel, checking out my subscribe star, looking at my, you know, like watching my channel to get that ad revenue in. Once I get a mobile game out that I plan on making, which will be free with ad revenue, because it's not going to be anything special. I'm just learning how to make video games at this point in time. Be like, play that game for a bit. It's going to be a simple match three. You play that, you get me some money. So it's really just you doing menial tasks to get me more money by watching videos and things of that nature. Or if you want to help me in a better way, you could do something like check out my subscribe star, which has a new video out every weekday. I just put it up like a few days ago and trying to work it out because these are more my opinions. You see what my current channel layout is? I talk about a news article. I am heavily in with the media's crowd. I understand media. I look at media. I read news articles and I di dissect. I say, well, look, every news article is an argumentative article. So you got to understand what the media is trying to get you to believe and cross-check that, just in case it's incorrect. And so right now, if you want to watch those videos, that's great. I'm working on a gaming channel where people can come on, hang out with me on my streams Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all sorts of stuff getting packed in. There's also a merchandise store I have with um, different ways that, and different things you can buy there, and I'm working on books. So I'm doing a lot of opportunities, not only to make me money, but to also give you guys a chance. For instance, I don't know how this would work. I'm still getting it put together. But if, say, Reese wrote a book for me and said, hey, I want to know if you would put this book on your merchandise store. I say, all right, we'll do it and I'll split it 20-80. You get the 80% since you did all the work of writing the book. I'll just put it on my merch store. Whoever buys it, you get that 80%. Boom. Probably the fairest price you'll get. And that that's the point. I'm not just working to grow my own business and make money for myself, but help other people out as well. In this economy, the only way to fix this inflationary spiral is A, figure out who you need to vote for, who is going to fix the inflation because inflation is caused by too much government spending and too little business creation. Or B, you make businesses to help circulate the money. So I'm doing a bit of both. I'm studying up on the politics side, which is divisive, I admit. But it's not just that. I'm working on making the business and making the institutions that will help with the inflation, help with getting people more money, and just generally give people a chance to get their, their stories out there. Okay, um, so, man, still waiting for Chris to, still waiting for Chris to come back, and, um, well, I... I could not... give you early concepts of a video game I'm about to pitch if that would... Yeah, if you, if, if you wanna, if you wanna do that, um, that's perfectly fine with me, but I <laughs> doubt, I doubt Max is gonna come back in time. 
because uh, I have to do, me and Sierra were supposed to do an ep, my co-host Sierra were supposed to do an episode at four. So I, d- mm-hmm. I doubt we're going to have time for Chris's thing. Um, I um, guess I guess I will have to let him know about that. If I if I can, I can record that separately and tack it on. It's possible. That's no problem. If you guys have any other questions first, let me know. Because... Oh, he's joining back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about you, Chris. You dropped out, and we were running out of time. All right, so um, cha- I'm going to let ta- Taylor talk about what he what he wanted to talk about for this last two to three minutes and then i'm going to switch gears and chris has some information that he wants to talk about and get interviewed about on on his on his end of the spectrum here so i'm gonna let i'm gonna get to talk to him as well and then we'll kind of close out after that so taylor um you have the floor again you may um you may spill whatever whatever you want actually this stuff is pretty interesting um I'm actually I'm actually very impressed by this. So give us the details. You have okay. you have before. Um. Well, like I said, I'm not only a publisher, but I generally love media and want to make media. So this is a video game idea I have, and I believe Chris has some experience here. Am I correct, Chris? Um. I said I was going to a school for video game design, but hey, I'm all ears. I'm willing to listen. Well, this is a video game idea I've had for a while. Now, this is one of many. I have an entire 300-page lore Bible somewhere in one of my notebooks about an entire franchise I want to make at some point. But that aside, this is something completely different. This one is going to be a Metroidvania-type game with a lot of um, biblical aspects, although I wouldn't call it completely biblical, as the base storyline itself is a story of either redemption or condemnation. The seven bosses in this game are going to be based off the seven deadly sins. I'm in early concept mode now, but I've gotten greed and pride put together pretty well at this point, and how each of them will work. So obviously, as it's a Metroidvania, it will be a platformer, side-scroller type slash game, if that makes sense. The goal with the intro boss, who is Pride, is to have Pride um, make fun of you while you're going through a platforming section. So his whole boss battle is a gauntlet at the very beginning of the game. You're jumping through all these hoops. Every time you take damage or you die, Pride laughs at you and talks about how he's going to beat your ass when you finally make it to the top. Forgive my French. This game is not meant for children, though. Once you get all the way up to the top, You meet him, and he's just this stickly, weak guy who can't do crap. Like, literally, his only move is going to deal zero damage, and he has one hit point. Well, once you finally come up there and you basically touch him and he dies, well, he doesn't really die. What happens is you get to either spare him or kill him. Now, I'm not going too deep into explaining any of what that is, but basically... You can either spare or kill all seven bosses. And that that's only one boss concept, which is really strong in my opinion. I really thought Pride was put well together. Greed is the second one, and I kind of like this one a lot, especially because it's a five-headed dragon in a Scrooge McDuck gold pit. I thought that was an amazing idea. Um, One of the cool things about it is each of the five heads are different types of greed. 
For instance, there is Greed of Betrayal, which is the third head. He, If you pay him enough money, he will actually betray his other heads and help you fight at certain sections of the battle. And when you actually have to fight him, he will be easier to kill, simply because you paid him to rig it. And it's all that... The boss battles are meant to be the core aspect of the game. And the major reason to play them. Yes, there's going to be platforming sides to it where you run and jump through. Fight basic enemies. But the boss battles are the major talking point of this game, if you will. Any thoughts on this, Chris? Do you like the idea? Do you think I could work on it? You want... I think it's great. I'm actually, um, I am in the process of writing a sci-fi story because I am a very, very big sci-fi nerd. Um, I have four chapters written so far for the story. I've kind of hit a writer's block with it. I'm working on trying to get past it, but I think it's a great idea. It, we really haven't had a game like that come out in a while. So and I think, honestly, it'd be a really cool idea. The reason for that is the current censorship of today's age. I'm not doing it to be all Christian and everything. Sure, I am a Christian man. I read the Bible, yes. But this game isn't meant to be a holy Christian game. At its core is the story of a man redeeming himself or condemning himself. It is a story of either redemption or condemnation. You decide in the game from its few different endings. But at its core, what it is, is the story of a flawed man. We've all been there. We've, we've all made mistakes. But the, the story is almost a metaphor of us making mistakes every day and fighting to change them. And I, I want this game to be something that makes you think. Not only is it a good, fun game to play, but it makes you think and reflect. That's what good story writing and a good game does to you. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the... Sorry for cutting you off. Uh, Taylor or Tyler? I keep forgetting. It's Taylor. <laughs> so, one of the key aspects of the game that my game that I want to make is you're put through the let's let's say the ringer you're put through the ringer you have a choice you can either play you have a choice of which faction you play as you can either play as the good guys or you can play as the bad guys one of the coolest little things that I've learned from playing other sci-fi games is there's a way to make it to where you can have a system in place where if you join the other team and you do like missions for them, it decreases your reputation with one side. So if you join the insurrectionists, everybody in the galaxy hates you. Okay, but if you, you join the... Well, go ahead. I, I apologize. No, you're so, and if you join the Imperium, which is my faction, everybody except everybody likes you except the insurrectionists. But that's just how I have it so far. That's the concept of it. 
Okay, here's the thing. Is this going to be like a 3D open world game? Um, that's my plan. What it is, is it's going to involve a lot of, like, fleet combat. You, do you know what EVE Online is? You ever heard of EVE Online? Yes, if I may. Let, let me give something to you. I love your idea. Generally speaking, I think your idea is amazing. Don't start there. You have that, okay? That's your goal. I need you to learn a bit of sales. I would recommend reading something like Zig Ziglar to okay. help you understand getting the sale. Because if you don't know good business skills, you're not going to make it in any company like this. But I want you to start small. Go look up Code Monkey. He's a YouTuber. He shows okay. how to master Unity. All right? Look up how to make an easy snake game. I want you to start by making that snake game and understanding it. Once you do that, go a bit higher. Maybe try a match three game. Or if you can't do that, try maybe a smaller platformer. Just start small. And whenever you think you've gotten the understanding of something like Unity down, go and make your first game. Don't make it to impress anybody. Don't make yeah. it to please anybody. Do it because you're learning the skill. And if you want to publish that on something like Steam, go ahead. Nobody's going to blame you for it because it's your first game. You can say, hey, this is my first game. I'm showing you my journey. And everybody might actually enjoy it. You never know. But don't start with this big grand idea. Trust me, I have a huge grand idea in a 300-page document up in one of my folders. It's huge, spanning multiple games. I'm not going to make that as my first game. And I don't want you to become discouraged because you can't make that as your first game. Start small. One of the, uh, what you said about business, my, um, my mom is actually taking a business management course in college. So I can do that. And like all, if I need like any advice from that perspective, I can only just go to my mom. But like, I'm probably going to read a lot of like, stuff like that i just have to get around to it because i i am busy with a lot of other stuff so once i get around and i get the time to i'll definitely look into it i mean yeah a, a market like this when it comes to game creation if you want to pitch games and not be a coder or one of the game builders if you're one to want to pitch them and get a cut of the profits from it you have to learn sales you have to if you don't then you can't have the public speaking necessary to sell the games. I'm not the best public speaker by any means. I'm not good at it. I'm learning it. I'm working on it. So that way, whenever I'm ready to pitch a huge game and there's a lot at stake, I will be prepared. So I love what you're doing. I love your idea. But you need to get the skills set and ready. Now, that way, later, you will be more prepared. And heck, if it comes that we cross paths again and you have a game idea, come talk to me. I mean, I, I'm on Discord. I'm sure you have Dark Shredder as a contact. He can yeah. send it a three-way. I can talk with you. I'm working on this publisher. We can see what we can do. I'm willing to help you refine your game idea. But don't... Uh, sorry, Good. Good. I hope that was of good help to you. Um, I do generally try to help other people as much as possible because 
I love hearing other people's ideas and what they can do with them. So, your idea works well. I don't know all of it. I know that your gameplay idea seems okay lore-wise, if I may ask. And I know, I'm not supposed to be interviewing you. I've kind of taken this uh, podcast over, and I do apologize. No, no, continue to take it over. I- I'm sitting over here with popcorn, actually interested, <laughs> actually interested in every single word you're saying. Good lord. Okay, then. Uh, what is your core aspect to this? What is your core um, gameplay mechanic? That is something so, that is important. One of the core gameplay mechanics that a lot of the sci-fi games that are out there don't have is... If you look at a game like Call of Duty, you know how they have like progression, like how they have a weapon progression system? Yeah. With a lot of sci fi games, the thing that I've noticed is when I play these games, you don't have that kind of system when it comes to like ships that you get. When you start out, you start out in a tiny fighter, fighter craft in, at the start of the war. But as you do more contracts and as you do more of these missions, you can progress farther and farther. So once you are finished with the fighter tree, you unlock another one and then another tree once you're done with that. So, yes, it's a little bit of a grind, but it also takes that grind and gives you a challenge of like, okay, this is what I want to go for. This is the steps I need to make to take to get to get that goal. Okay, I like the mechanic of getting better and better ships, but you need to make it unique. Any businessman, and I'm I'm gonna tell you from a position of someone who speaks with businessmen a lot. Any businessman that hears that is gonna think, well, what's different from that from anything else anybody else could pitch to me? Um, payroll. I will. Dark has my Discord, so if, if you want to send my Discord to him, Dark, so I can, so he can just like add me on Discord, so we can talk more after this. Yeah, I'm more than happy to help you out with what I have. I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm not perfect. I am honestly, this is gonna sound crazy to most people. I'm a high functioning autistic. I have overcome that through my own knowledge and betterment of myself. It's harder for I me to go out in public speak. But none of y'all knew that, did you? None of y'all knew that. None of y'all could tell. Um, I wanted to actually, this is a question for Dark. So can I uh, go ahead and kind of state the reason why I wanted to kind of do, have a say in this podcast and stuff? That's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't want to take the screen. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris. I am a 18-year-old high school graduate. Uh, was I graduated high school in June of 2022. I have since become a volunteer firefighter in my state. Um, the reason that I actually reached out to Dark is because I'm a very big advocate for mental health. Um, I know it's not a very pretty topic to talk about, but it does come up a lot, and I think there needs to be a conversation about it and what we can do as a society to better ourselves. Because, unfortunately, people 
like myself who have mental health mental uh mental health issues are currently not really seen in a good light um when i was in school i advocated for the 988 hotline i had reached out to my state government and i said what kind of steps and what is being implemented when this rolls out to make it as smooth as a smooth transition as possible i actually got the opportunity to sit down with the director of addiction and mental health services for my state um so one of the very very big topics when it comes up with mental health is what we can do as like a society to kind of better ourselves one of the biggest things that we can do as a society to better ourselves is to stop putting so much stigma around mental health issues um it's become a big thing of and there's been a lot of negative light shined on it due to some recent events that I'm not going to discuss because it's not this is not the proper place dark and everybody else in here should know what I mean by that when I say that um but all those events and all the incidents that have happened really have kind of pushed in the agenda that the people in the office are trying to do. They're trying to portray people with mental health issues as monsters. Not every person that has mental health issues is how they say it is. I have mental health issues and I'm a volunteer firefighter wanting to go career. It ultimately depends on how the person was raised and how they were how they were taught to deal with it like some people were taught to deal with it other ways that doesn't make them any different than me like you can look at them differently but they're not they're a normal human being and they deserve to be treated as one they don't deserve to be labeled because they have these issues and that's one thing as a society that I think we need to work on that we can better ourselves on. Um, I, am I allowed to ask questions here? I don't know. I'm I'm more of a guest. <sighs> okay. Um. Well, I do agree with a lot of what you said. Like I said, I am a mental ill patient, and I look up to Elon Musk in certain aspects, such as the way that he is a high-functioning autistic and is the richest man in the world. I mean, if he can do it, I sure can. But I think there needs to be a line drawn there. There is a difference between people who are mentally ill and people who are so mentally ill that they could be a danger to society. I'm not saying that you are or that I am. I'm saying I... people have to need to be able to be in a mental institution because they are so ill, they are a threat to society. I have been someone to really look deep into American politics and politics in the West. And, for instance, John Fetterman, who I, I don't know if I need to go into this, you can cut this out if you don't like it. I don't know his stances. I do know he got hit in the head, waiting to hit in the head, he had like a stroke, didn't he? 
And with that stroke, he now can barely talk. Sure, I may have supported him beforehand. I don't know. But the fact that he had the stroke and is now technically mentally ill is a problem that we don't need in an office. Because now he is not prepared to do the job. And that that goes with many other places. I am autistic. I can't be in loud, crowded areas. Therefore, I probably should not take a job in a loud, crowded area. Yes, mental illnesses can have a stigma to them with some correctness to it. In a way, yeah, I shouldn't be hired as a Wendy's worker because it's loud and crowded and I get deliriated from that. I get that. But when the stigma goes too far and the stigma starts saying things like, oh, well, uh, you see, because you are autistic and all autistics seem to be uh, reclusive, I don't want you working for me. I've gotten that one before. I've gotten thrown out of college. Trust me. I've gotten kicked. I've gotten. I've gotten denied from colleges for that. Point being, there is a limit. Yes, I agree. There is a bit of harshness when it comes to people with mental illnesses. But we don't need to open the floodgates. We need to figure out the best possible way to fix that problem. One of the, I agree with you on a lot of what you brought up. One of, but the thing that I don't really agree with is the fact that one of the things that I semi-agree with you on is, yes, if you have a repeated history of, like, episodes where you've said that you're going to go do stuff and all that, then yes, you need to be put in a mental institution. But one of the things that really as some, I'll admit, I have bipolar. I have bipolar and ADHD. Um, Someone as being bipolar, you kind of see that perspective a lot differently. Because it's almost like, oh, they're talking about someone like me with when Albert I'll, I'll, I'll just fly out and say it. Um all this all the shooting all the mass shootings that have happened. They our government has unfortunately used that as a I don't want to say a catalyst, but a way to push the narrative of certain people with certain mental health issues are are dangerous people to be around. The one thing that that's the one thing that I think needs to change. If you have never had a run-in with someone with that known mental illness, you should not be making assumptions. Yes, I know it's people we can't really regulate that. But the fact that there are people within our the echelons of our government that are coming out and saying and being absolutely like derog- derogatory and discriminating against people with mental health issues should not be allowed. Um, but unfortunately, with them holding the power they have, they have impunity from that. I don't think that should be a- allowed. 
because you're having all these people in this in these high offices who are saying stuff and getting away with it. Like it shouldn't be a thing of where I go to a job and I get looked at because I get looked at like I'm going to snap and do something. Like that's the one thing that when I say I'm trying when I say I'm trying to advocate for change, that's the one thing that I'm trying to change is the fact that there's a stigma that is being brought on by people in seats that don't, that don't know what they're talking about. And I think that needs to change. I, I think it needs to change 100%. I completely agree with you there. I don't understand exactly what you disagreed with me on or what point it was. I completely agree, though. The point I was making was, yes, there needs to be change because someone like me can't really get a job right now, especially in this environment. I have had a horrifically hard time trying to get a job. I have been denied access to colleges when I had a 4.0 GPA and was fifth best in class. Still haven't made it into a single college. Don't plan on it anymore, but I, I never got to. Point being, there is a difference between people who are mentally ill, like me and you, and those who can't control themselves with their mental illness. For instance, let me give you a bit of bipolar. From my knowledge, bipolar is a disorder in which you will get very um, instinctive moments where you are a bit irrational. It is part of a up and down cycle. Kanye West, for instance, has bipolar. Sometimes he says some really whack off the wall stuff. It's because his emotions have been driven up in a very strange way when they weren't supposed to. That is, is that correct? Is that more of what bipolar is? Strange mm-hmm. swings, things of that nature. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it's that, but there's also a lot of different perspectives you can take on it. And what I mean by that is someone like me, I have that type of bipolar, but I know, I can tell when, okay, I'm going to be having one of my bipolar moments, so I know. But there's a lot of different categories that you could put someone with bipolar in. Um, There's so much that I really don't want to go into it right now because it would take like hours to kind of delve into. I'm fully aware. I was using a broad stroke explanation for the audience. If you're interested... Look further into it. I mean, Google is a mar- modern marvel of this era. Yeah. I, I do completely understand your point. And I was using broad strokes. Yes, there is a lot of different areas when it comes to bipolar. I, I get your point. Just like there's a lot of different areas when it comes to autism. I don't have bipolar. I could not explain it as well as you could because I can't. I've never experienced it. But, again, what if there's someone who can't control their mood swings or they are at such an extreme that they may want to go and harm a school and they don't know why, but it's in their head. There is a difference between people who are somewhat able to control themselves 
I'll let you know one. Yeah, like, I... One... Sorry, my lieutenant was talking to me. What was up? I didn't really hear because oh. I had him talking and you talking as well. No problem. What I was getting at was, there is a difference between people like you who can control yourself and people who may have a more extreme variation of bipolar, where they their mood swings are so huge and so uncontrollable that it may cause them to want to go and harm a school. It could happen. And that's yeah. why I say, we, we need to find a middle ground in that scenario. And the only way we're going to do that is for two people, like right now, to come and talk about that. That's the idea of my podcast, is to solve problems by getting two individuals who have differing opinions, which I don't care if you disagree with me. Like, I, I get your point. It could end up being that we have a disagreement at the end of the day. But I will say I respect you a lot for coming on and talking about this and allowing a differing opinion to come in and give it to you without you being offended or mad that I had a different opinion than you. I highly right. respect that. Right, but I think that's I think that's how so how society is actually supposed to work. Um, also, um, also I do want to go ahead and say that I am running. We are running out of time, um, because um, because I think I had I know I had plans planned for Sierra to do so our sorry, episode. Yeah, no, it's no, it's fine. No, it's fine. I actually I actually really didn't really didn't enjoy that actually. Um, all forty five minutes of it that I have been that I had actually been um keeping track of the time but it's that time of day and it's that time of episode again where it's time to close out i want to thank taylor and chris um for coming on the show and i also want to um thank reese if you want to unmute for a second reese i want to thank reese for um having a chance to um come on the show as well at the last minute be a fill-in co-host although he really didn't say much um but he was still here as well so thank you guys if you guys have not already decided um on whether or not to donate to the podcast um please um please consider doing so um there will be a link in the description of the podcast for you guys to go ahead and donate to the show um you guys could also there also be a link on spotify and all other platforms for you guys to be able to send a message to the show as well um thank you guys again for joining me on this podcast no yep this has been dart shutter reese taylor and chris and i'll we'll get to see you guys or hear you guys in the next episode and tune in for the youtube channel because i've got some amazing gameplay coming very very soon hey, yeah. well, it's over and out all right